What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 323. We're here on Tuesday, October 19th. Almost forgot what day it was there for a second. Uh, let's start off with, of course, more great news as usual. <laughs> this, the supply chain <laughs> continues to be in crisis uh, and is really putting our economy at risk. Uh, the Biden administration has no f-ing clue what they're doing, ha- has no idea how to get out of this mess. Um, and of course, our illustrious Secretary of Transportation, uh, Pete Buttigieg, they say edge, edge. Edge, edge. Uh, yeah. He is being ripped over, over all of this, specifically from the fact that he was just missing in action for a while. Nobody knew that he was on paternity leave. Don't even get me started on that. But Yeah, I know. Uh, the the real kicker was here during an interview on I guess this was on Sunday maybe uh, it was on State of the Union on CNN which is usually fake news but this interview I found interesting because we have here a Secretary of Transportation who doesn't know the crisis that he's working on. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side; it's the demand side. Demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, you know, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. I mean, what the f- that's bad. <laughs> like, come on. And, and you know, this it's really fitting that we have this crisis, which involves the Secretary of Transportation, because this is the exact type of thing that you and I talked about when when he was picked. No experience whatsoever, no qualification to be in this very serious and important job other than being a mayor of a small town and couldn't even do that well. Yeah, he couldn't even fix the potholes in South Bend. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, It just is mind-boggling how that was an acceptable pick that was that was approved by the senate i mean you know it's it's one thing to oppose picks for politics right like Mm -hmm. party but this guy just was brazenly unqualified to be in this role yeah and we go from you know um who was it in the trump administration was lane chow right yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who had like literally decades of experience running our nation's mm-hmm. transportation infrastructure. There was no fucking problem then. Yeah. We had we had yeah. we had less of a supply problem at the beginning of the pandemic than we yeah. did now. Yeah. And you know, before her, you know, I mean, he, he he was under Obama, but you know, Roy LaHood was also very good at, you know, managing the infrastructure. So yeah. I mean, at least at least he was qualified. I, sh- I should say that. He was, he was yeah, no, certainly I, qualified. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And like th- this is just amateur hour. And the thing is, there's not even anybody <laughs> above him to be able to clean up this mess because they're all incompetent. Yeah, no. Everybody's asleep. Everybody is literally asleep. I mean that's what you wrote your VIP column about today, essentially, right? Is that mm-hmm. yeah. Titanic and everybody is asleep at the Yeah, wheel. I mean, I mean, this is it's even worse. It's like we, we this is us seeing the iceberg five miles five miles away, but Captain Joe Biden saying full steam ahead and hoping, yep. hoping we don't hit it, even though yep. that's because nothing is based in reality in this White House. And uh, the they have their, you know, liberal messengers out there, particularly in the Washington Post, this this amateur writer, uh, Micheline Maynard, I don't even know the Michelle 
Michel. <laughs> Basically, wrote a uh, an op-ed for the Post about this supply chain shortage, right? Yeah. And what what was their? Uh, oh, basically, get over it. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't rant about short staff, short staffed stores, or supply chain rules. I'm just like, okay, so I mean, this is how you know that they're cornered. There's no way to pivot. You know, pivot. So what they do is they just lash out and blame everybody else but them. Oh, very um, similar to what Paul is doing in Virginia with his education comment, which we're going to talk about in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, pay no attention to the school lunch issues or the empty mm-hmm. grocery stores. Mm-hmm. You know, business owners can't get the goods that they need to produce yeah. what they have to. The people need lunch. people need medicine, man. You know, the people need right? medicine medicine cabinet. I mean, me- simple basic medicines are not available in, in new york city now partially that's partially also due to the, the, the spike in crime in cities i mean people are yeah. just looting like crazy so that doesn't help this this whole situation either but the supply chain crisis is surely the lion's share of the problem here and you know what the real kicker of that piece for me was mm-hmm. they said americans need to lower their expectations oh my god mm-hmm. that's yeah. the, that's the response yeah. yeah that's great that's great and of course, with this huge crisis raging and just one of many, a long list of crises that are going, what does Biden have on his public schedule? Oh, nothing. Hmm? Nothing. Nothing. He's probably going to go on vacation soon because he's about to like fry. Oh, so, I would I have mean, no doubt that know, this I mean, upcoming he, weekend, you oh, know yeah. that this son of a bitch is going to Delaware. You yeah, know. Yeah. He's going to Dewey Beach. That's yep. where he goes, right? Dewey Beach? Oh, yeah. Wilmington. That's oh, his Wilmington, beach house. Yeah. His separate beach house. Beach house. Probably paid for with Chinese money. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, these people, it is really disgusting what they've managed to do to this country uh, in, in, what, nine months tomorrow. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah, people forget. We're barely a year into this mess. Oh, yeah. Barely a year. I always have to always remind myself of that. I'm like, I can't believe you have three more years in this. For the people that are always, you know, you, you run into these people, too, that are like, oh, yeah, well, the midterms, Republicans will take it back. That is still 14 f-ing months essentially yeah, away because we're keep in mind after the election happens, the Democrats still will have control of Congress yeah. and technically could ram through oh, a, an yeah. unbelievable bill, right? Yeah, and I say that, 14 months, not 15, because mm-hmm. basically they don't work the entire yeah, month before the election. You know? But that lame duck session is gonna be it's gonna be a hellhole. I mean, that's, there's yeah. going to be some oh, insane. Yeah. They're going to try to do everything they can. So, yep. So, no, no public events for Joe Biden. No, no. no plan to, uh, you know, actually take on any of the issues that are, that are affecting our country right now. But he did have time to attend Joe Biden's 2021 Teachers of the Year ceremony, where he made a surprise appearance. And of course, another awkward moment from Joe Biden. Yeah. That clip. I tell you what. I would like to learn it. Let's do that again. Oh God! Oh God! You know, it, it, it's what's really, my name? Can you take me home? Well, it, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's really something. We're at He's that, Uncle Leo. Joe Joe Biden's Uncle Leo. <laughs> <laughs> To me, it really is something that we've reached this point now where 
Do you remember what, well, obviously we don't really remember in person, but we've seen things where they were criticizing Reagan for, you know, the end of his second term being dementia ridden, Alzheimer's ridden and all that. Mm-hmm. This is way worse than that. Yeah. Oh, for and, sure. And, and the media and, and the elite in this country are in overdrive to cover it up, but everybody mm-hmm. else sees it. Yeah. And, <laughs> remember, remember that poll we just talked about uh i think it was maybe last week 55 percent believe the white house and the administration not to be competent that number goes even higher for him individually yeah so I mean, this is why this is why i mean where, yeah. are, where is he where the hell is he and let's not forget on top of all this china has tested a hypersonic missile that apparently took everybody by surprise so yeah. this Add that, add that to the list of that needs to be addressed that he won't. So, yeah. And of course, uh, our great intelligence apparatus was really ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, listen, when when you spend years manufacturing fake news uh, evidence against uh, Trump on Russian collusion, you're going to drop the ball on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. I wonder if Mark Milley got any calls from his Chinese puppet masters before that one. I know, right? <laughs> uh, real quickly on just to close up this supply chain crisis segment here, mm-hmm. uh, let's take a little trip down memory lane to recall who Biden says is to blame for uh, problems with the supply chain back at the beginning of the pandemic when there was actually, you know, an unforeseen crisis, not something that's a slow moving train wreck. Take a listen to this. We don't have a food shortage problem. We have a leadership problem. We have plenty of food. It's being plowed under. You've got you're euthanizing cattle and pigs. They're out there making sure that they're pouring thousands of gallons of milk under the ground. It's not a food shortage, a lack of leadership, a lack of leadership. And the leadership goes across the board. Hmm. Yeah. I, wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Does yeah. he still believe that it's unconscionable for Americans to wonder where they'll get the next meal from? Hmm. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and now this, this one is really, really uh, a laughable one. Um, in this time of crisis, right, of course, you'd expect maybe they could bring in some outside help to, you know, maybe clean things up. Mm-hmm. What, what, did, what did Joe Biden do? What did he oh, do? I think, this, didn't he pick some, uh, like, basically a, another supply chain czar? And the czar has no, like, experience in this, in this, in this field. Yep. Well, specifically, yeah. it is a uh, maritime administration position, oh, the nominee to lead this office, okay? This is the DOT's agency responsible for America's waterborne transportation system. Huh, that, mm. isn't that relevant, hmm? Yeah. Why is this being slammed? Well, this woman has been more focused on climate change than shipping logistics ever in her career, making her, of course, a perfect fit for the Biden administration. Uh- <laughs> like great news great news everybody you just can't like i couldn't script this if i was going to make a, a parody of what an administration a democrat administration would be they constantly surpass even my lowest expectations <laughs> it really is ridiculous Man, it's, it's bad it's oh bad. let's see what else we got here infrastructure infrastructure joe manchin apparently not too hot on this uh, this bill that's ruminating up there. Basically, him and Bernie are having a little uh, tit for tat 
or as Carl Rove would say, tits all the time. Tits all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's motorboating, uh, motorboating Joe. <laughs> I love when they go and protest at his boat. I'm like, you yeah. He And yeah. I bet he loves it. Like, it, Oh, yeah. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, this is my boat. Suck my like. <laughs> oh, my God. So what did, what did Bernie have to say, and what did Manchin do in response? Basically, Bernie's on the same – the same, you know, train of like, how dare you block this like super yeah. popular bill, et cetera, et cetera. And like Joe Manchin is again digging his heels and saying, "Well, no, this we're not gonna like. I'm not for this entitlement society that you want. So like, you got to deal, honey. <laughs> you oh, got to compromise. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy that he would even have the gall to say that this is overwhelmingly popular when, of course, yeah. it's not. Yeah, can't um, do math. Bernie can't do math. You know, 48 apparently is not the uh, yeah. It's apparently a majority in his mind. So. And Joe Manchin's statements and comments on this entire situation are getting spicier and spicier, which uh, leads me to, to, I guess, hypothesize that he may just end up being a total no just out of spite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, he, he's done those kinds of things before. Yeah. Uh, I also think that this is setting up a very unique opportunity for potentially after, you know, this stuff and the December stuff gets settled with the, uh, the whole, you know, government funding and debt ceiling and all that, that they kick the can down the road on again, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that gets settled, I would not be shocked if Joe Manchin switched parties. <sighs> yeah, or, I mean, I mean. Or became an independent, you know, not yeah. necessarily full switch to Republican, yeah. but independent. And and when that happens, he could oh, then, he could then yeah. make Mitch McConnell the majority leader of yeah. the Senate with his yeah, vote. It'll be, I mean, that hasn't happened since uh, Jim Jeffords in Vermont. Remember that? He oh, yeah. Of, like, I mean, he became... The, the Republicans had had the Senate in 2000 and then he became an independent. And then based on that, yeah, <laughs> Tom Daschle uh, became the majority leader again, I believe. And then he got booted in 02. You know, but, it, uh, it would be monumental because I think there's a, not only just a deal there to be made for him to yeah. get some sort of very powerful committee chairmanship. But if he wants to remain a senator in any capacity whatsoever, that's going to need to be his move. Yeah, uh, I mean, his, his state is, is pretty much Republican now. He's, um, I think people like him personally, but it's also, right. and, he, and, and he is very good at retail politics. He's very good at reaching out to everybody. Huh? And, and you know, he, I mean, he, he is, he, I, I mean, I do, I like Joe Manchin, but. Well, keep in so mind last that time. D, that D next to his name, though. Yep. Starting yep. to be starting to be a problem sometimes. Keep in mind that last time in 2018 when he ran, he did not win that significantly in his reelection. No, no, he did okay. not. And yeah, also not. his next election is a presidential year in which West Virginia is going to go Republican by about 30 to 40 points. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you would have to count on a significant number of crossovers. Yeah. You yeah. know, of course it's possible. Yeah. Uh, but further, he would have to have a really nasty primary battle no yeah. matter what yeah right? yeah so here if he becomes an independent even if he becomes an independent it could be a case where mitch mcconnell's like all right well we'll run some like you know terrible republican or something like that yeah, yeah. or just the same you yeah right or he becomes an independent and then does eventually become a republican but yeah i don't really kind of like, like their governor the governor was a democrat 
And then exactly. he switched party. He switched parties. So <laughs> I, I just don't see him continuing for a whole lot longer as a Democrat. Um, yeah. Or maybe he calls it quits and retires and, and takes yeah. takes his boat back to West Virginia. So Yeah. And he's always said that's been an option. He's like, you know, if people don't want, you know, say like, get out of here, Joe. He's like, I will happily pack up and right off into the sunset. I'm, I'm happy. You know, yep. he's, he's, he's content with that. Same thing with cinema. That's the thing. You can't like really threaten either Joe or cinema with like being like primaried out of existence in public life because they're like, fine, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, this is what I believe in. This is why I'm going to do this for my constituents back home. I don't, I'm not doing this for Chuck Schumer. Right. You know, not, so fuck you. Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. does cinema, which I love. Yeah. Cinema doesn't take from anybody. Cinema is actually, I think, more hardcore than Joe on, on a whole lot of things. So. Oh, and some good news. Uh, here, here, good news for once, right? This is mm-hmm. literal, actual good news. Yeah. We've talked much about the IRS plan to spy on Americans' financial transactions over the amount of $600. Well, yeah. due to everyone's outrage over this, they have fully backed down on that. And oh, now good. that number has gone back to its old number of $10,000. Okay, that's some good news. I I I don't wish there should there shouldn't be any program like this, but whatever. <laughs> well, here's what no, I agree. I totally yeah. Agree. I but, mean, even ten thousand dollars. I mean, there. I mean, it's that's still. But the thing still, most the thing yeah, most people don't know is that every transaction over ten thousand dollars gets inspected anyway. It's true. That is true. And that's that's that part true. of post nine yeah. eleven financial security, yeah. keeping yeah. money out of the hands of terrorists. Yeah, exactly. So for everybody, so anybody out there, here's some financial advice: when you make deposits, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. There you go. Oh my god, that's called structuring, <laughs> and that's illegal. No, it's not. It's not structuring. Just don't get caught, and then it's not structuring. But, but if you get caught, bit. you okay, can't okay. blame me. <laughs> okay, be a little less conspicuous. Maybe like you know ninety four hundred or something like yeah. that. So. Like how about ninety three seventy one? There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, Department of Justice. So our good friend Gail emailed me and reminded us that we did not circle back to the Merrick Garland corruption that is brewing right now. Yeah, we we know that Merrick Garland's corrupt. All Democrats are corrupt, right? Especially yeah. someone who's Attorney General. That's just yeah, you know, that's a given. We now find out that our illustrious attorney general is linked to a firm, a critical race theory firm, that stores, quote, psychological profiles of students without the consent of parents. And yeah, this reporting is out of the Daily Wire. He's been doing some great investigative reporting lately. Uh, Mm -hmm. More than one fifth and I couldn't believe this, of the nation's largest 100 school districts, okay? So 20 of the largest, one, 20 out of the 100 largest school districts in this country have contracts with this firm. This firm happened to be co-founded by the son-in-law of Attorney General Merrick Garland, okay? Who, mm-hmm. of course, recently uh, declared all-out war on parents who express anger over critical race theory and other issues at school board meetings. Okay. Garland's daughter is married to this guy named Zan Tanner, a co-founder of Panorama Education, which is the company in which we're referring to here, this, this critical race theory firm. Among other things, they do some other terrible stuff too. And at least one district's contract says that all of the personal student data is sent to this company, which is also funded by Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm. Ah. Uh. And all, oh. of this, all of this is done under a loophole that circumvents a requirement for parental consent 
by counting the for-profit company, even though they're not, as a school official, not an outside vendor. This yeah, is that's a problem. This yeah. is disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. What, what is it? I mean, the government, the government loves databases. They love lists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I hate to get a little conspiratorial here, but like, yeah. you know, are they basically profiling these kids into separate lists now ahead of time for, mm-hmm. you know, institution of their government programs later? Like, what the f- do they need this? Yeah, for? yeah. I don't and, know. And what the f- is a critical race theory firm even being contracted with these largest school districts? Anyway, I thought yeah. the critical race theory was fake, right? Weren't we told? Yeah. About oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was. A, it was uh, tin foil. It was foil for the conservative movement. But now that Merrick Garland has declared war on parents and said that these types of protests are akin to domestic terrorism, you know, there's a conflict of interest here now, and it should be investigated. And frankly, I think you probably should resign. For that well, we know that nothing- that's a hail mary. Nothing for Democrats is ever investigated. I mean, look at Hunter Biden, you know. I know, yeah. Um, And there's never any consequences for Democrats either because the FBI's top liar, former acting FBI director Andrew McCabe, who, of course, we know quite a lot about, and was lied multiple times to federal investigators under oath, right, as an officer Mm -hmm. of government. Well, he got all of his government benefits back. Yeah, so much for accountability there. I know, really. And of course, the Department of Justice, just wrapping up our legal segment here, is suing mm-hmm. Texas over their abortion law, and they are asking the Supreme Court of the United States to intervene. We shall yeah, see. We shall see, yes. But Indeed. they've got they've won the lower court ruling so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. But this was always going to end up in the Supreme Court anyway. A lot of people can yeah. what happened last month with their ruling to be an official ruling on the constitutionality of the law. It, yeah. was, it was simply a ruling to, de- to determine whether they were going to grant an injunction against the law to stop it from starting. Right. Yeah. So it could still make the way up there later and probably will and will become eventually probably one of the major landmark abortion cases. Oh, what else? COVID. Do we really want to talk about COVID, I guess? <laughs> uh, the rule about private sector vaccine mandates, still still don't have that. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this was such an emergency, what's taking yeah, so long? I know. What's taking so long here, guys? You already yeah. have people losing their jobs. Heroes. Supposed yeah. heroes from last year have been rendered irrelevant mm-hmm. healthcare workers cops everybody it's terrible even the, Kyrie Irving the Department of Labor well yeah the NBA stuff's interesting although yeah. I hate the NBA and you know they don't yeah. like us so yeah um the Department of Labor released a very interesting uh take on potential COVID vaccine injuries though because apparently government employees can get compensation for COVID vaccine related injuries because of the mandate but employees of private companies cannot. Yeah, like those government workers. <laughs> like, typical, and, and, typical, typical. And also, I, I think that behind the scenes, to me, it sounds like they're just trying to not have any reporting of this at all. Yeah. On, on you know, any adverse reactions to the vaccine and, and, and yeah. the mandates. Like, what the f- Yeah, no. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, we have some GOP representatives introducing bill to require federal agencies to recognize natural immunity against COVID-19 as a satisfaction of this mandate. 
Uh, I don't expect that to go anywhere. Oh, Fauci, what did what did he say, Mr. Science? Oh, he's like, I, I'm a political target because I stand for science, data, and evidence. Hmm. Yeah, what a, I mean. I mean, I mean if I really wanted to, we could rehash yeah, all of uh, here, yeah, but everybody no. knows that this guy yeah. is the, the biggest piece of out there. Yeah. Uh, Mute yeah. him. When you see him, mute him. Because, he, yeah. Starting from day one, when it came to the COVID pandemic, he lied. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. Masks. Yeah on herd immunity, the vaccines, lifting restrictions, traveling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not to mention that he is also engaged in a massive cover-up of the gain-of-funding research that his yep. department gave U.S. taxpayer money to China to do that started yep. this entire pandemic. They should call it the Fauci virus. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, call it the Fauci virus. W- what about the Fauci Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good old, good old President G over there. He also, yeah. you know, really silently engaging in the largest communist crackdown in a generation yeah. in China. I mean, what's going on over there is wild. I mean, we don't have time yeah. to talk about it right now, but we should in, in a future episode. But yep. they are, they are, they're going insane. Uh, and that's going to lead, as we've talked about, to Taiwan. They're going to take Taiwan. And it's going to be yeah. sometime within sometime within the next year. Did you see the videos of them outfitting their private uh, civilian ferries to be able to carry military equipment across the street? Oh well, I'm yeah. sure Joe Biden is on it. Oh, you know it. He's on it like he's on that hypersonic nuclear missile. Yeah, exactly. Asleep. Oh, what else? Oh, Fauci proven wrong again by NBC. Mm-hmm. Take a listen to this. This morning, college football fans are getting ready once again to pack stadiums nationwide. For weeks, crowds in the tens of thousands, mostly unmasked, have sat side by side, now cheering on their teams at the halfway point of the season. They're bringing more energy than before. People are more pumped up. Yes, sir. All while doctors warned of game coming potential super spread events. A frightening prospect with hospitals at the time already on the brink. As soon as I saw it, I thought COVID's about to have a feast. What did you think? I thought the same thing. I think it's really unfortunate. But it never happened. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths now all down nationwide. And we knew this was going to be the case. Yep. You talked about it at length before the football season started. Oh, mm-hmm. they keep talking about super spreader this, super spreader that. And then when yep. nothing happens, they're not going to talk about it. Not going to talk about it. Yep. We're not going to talk about the fact that Florida now has the lowest case rate in the entire, I think, 48 lower states. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii, yeah. Is I mean, the, Hawaii is the only one that has a better number. Yeah. And go figure, because it's a an island that not many I people know. I know. Oh, my God. This, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, the mask yeah. mandates, the vaccine mandates. Yeah. You know, and of course, what what do the Democrats love to do? Oh, not follow the rule. Mm-hmm. We have Joe Biden, Mayor Beetlejuice, caught no masks inside, you know, yep. and uh, basically, I mean, I think, didn't Joe Biden go to a dinner at, um, where, where did he go, where there's an Yo indoor mask mandate? Yeah, 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 in Georgetown, yep. and he uh, no mask, so yep. he was caught, busted. He also looked like he could have used a visiting angel to help him walk, too. Yeah, he looked confused as hell, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yep. I think that was the let's show him in public for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chicago, Mayor Whitefoot, Mayor Beetlejuice, uh, she's got quite a problem on her hands because 3,000 of the city's police officers, a third of the force, seem to be defying the vaccine mandate. And she went as far to get a judge to silence the president of the Fraternal Order of Police because she said that he was, quote, inciting an insurrection. Oh, God. Because he was obviously very vocal about defying the vaccine mandate. Can you believe that they would have the gall to call that an insurrection? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, read read what what how the Australian police are, are keeping a lid on things down there. Mm-hmm. Being outside, not wearing a mask, it's it's all roped into that, you know, riot incitement protocol they have down there, which is why they are able to beat and tase and pepper spray people. So, yeah. It's coming here. We're seeing hopefully not, but Well, I like that the cops are fighting back. Um, and she has a pretty clear choice. It is a black and white choice in front of her. It's either you enforce the mandate and, and genuflect at the altar of progressive fascist politics, or to quote my favorite show, Succession, that's basically what they said this week. Or no, or no, that was actually on the morning show, which was funny. But Succession is back and better than ever, mind you. Yeah, I heard um, But she could do that, or she could let the cops stay and work. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Right, like I don't, I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. In a time but, of labor shortage, especially among police officers in a city that's the deadliest in the country, like why, why tempt fate? Yeah, well, you know, Mayor Beetlejuice, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't look at her without seeing Beetlejuice, though. And then yeah. I, hear, I hear that song in the background. You know yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, let's see immigration that's going very poorly as well <laughs> yes yeah not good not good not good at all uh, so two stories uh from you why are progressives going to have a meltdown over biden's immigration changes guess what's coming back to a theater near you mm-hmm. remain in mexico oh like the policy that we said worked very well the entire time yeah 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 mid-november it's back and uh they're going to be frothing at the mouth over this so <laughs> <laughs> You think uh, you think they're going to try to storm the DHS building like they did Interior this week? I know, right? Which was went underreported, which was a po- supposedly an insurrection, right? Well, yeah, uh, it was underreported. Yeah, I mean. yeah, no one, knows. <laughs> yeah, no one noticed, right? I know. Yeah. Par, par for the course. Uh, I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're if we're following people into bathrooms, I will not be shocked. Yep. And of course, uh, in the latest non-shocking release from ICE, they admitted that they've released thousands of COVID-positive illegals into the United States. Not shocking at all. I'll tell you what is shocking, though. And I was genuinely shocked by this. We knew they were doing something like this, but we didn't know they were doing it so, like, brazenly. Your story about Biden's secret flights Yes, that they yep. are spreading out throughout the country. Yeah, what are they? What are they doing exactly? Well, they're taking. It's mostly minors. Uh, they're taking them in the dead of night from Texas to Florida, and then stop. And then their final destination is New York. Mm-hmm. So everyone notices this because, like, people like in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and whatnot, like they, oh, they're you know, they get woken by the airplanes flying overhead at like three in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. So they put them on buses and they just disperse them everywhere. So, you know, that's, yep. that's open borders for you. And that's it's how you know hard. that it's, that's how you know that they know that it's trash because they have to do this under the cover of darkness. Right. And, right. If you're doing you know, that at night, well, yeah. you know, come on. And this yeah. is on top of the tens of thousands of Afghan refugees. They flew into our area. In yeah. DC. Yeah. Uh, this is on top of, you know, the millions that continue to pour through the Southern border that, that flood into Texas and California and Arizona, you know, now they're making their way to Florida. I mean, this is out of control. Yeah. And it's crazy. Oh, uh, DHS secretary has COVID too. Yeah. Kind of convenient to given the fact that he has to testify in two days. Mm, I Conveni- conveniently catches COVID. It's ironic because that was my exact first reaction too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, fake. Yeah, probably. I'd like show, show me the tests. Right? Yeah, but if he did get COVID, he definitely got it from an illegal, which is I was just about to say that too. <laughs> 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 oh, let's see what else is great. Uh, Afghanistan, still American stuff in Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, forty-three yeah. Connecticut residents, just some of the known Americans stuck in Afghanistan. Did you see the story? By the way, I don't have it on our list here, but that apparently they were flying out some people and the Taliban or Al-Qaeda or whoever the f*** it is, they're all the same, yeah. uh, put people on there to hijack the plane. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Yeah. No. It's story. It's wild. No. Luckily, oh they, they foiled the plot to hijack it. But, yeah, they were going to hijack this civilian aircraft jam-packed with, you know, hundreds of people that they were flying out of Afghanistan. And who knows what they were going to do with it. But, yeah. That was that was the plan, and they took multiple terrorists off the plane. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, risky, definitely risky, risky. risky. They're vetted; they're fully vetted, though. We've mm-hmm. been told. We do find out now that the State Department IG is going to launch several investigations into what happened in Afghanistan. I'm sure that'll be a nice cover-up investigation. Yep. Um, <laughs> the greatest, the greatest airlift of all time will be legitimate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna hear that yeah. in bullshit again. They just leave out the fact that they were like, you know, flying out terrorists and people that did yeah. nothing for us and people that actually yeah. fought against us. And oh, and by the way, you know, less than 10% of them were American citizens. Yeah. <laughs> we can't find it. We can't find the Americans, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what else? Uh, Virginia governor's race. It's getting interesting. I will admit it's getting interesting. I've never been particularly high on Youngkin's candidacy. He's a little too... Uh, you know, soft and establishment for my liking, but I will say he's making it interesting um, in a race that I thought for sure would be well over five points. And I, th- I think you probably agree with this analysis. Yeah. Point, right. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. both thought it would be a blowout and yeah. uh, it does not look like it's going to be a blowout unless things radically change in the last two weeks, two weeks from today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Terry McAuliffe's in panic. The Democrats are in panic. The yeah. early voting numbers for them are horrendous. Yeah, it's not and, good. And when they're bringing in these big guns from out of state that nobody here gives a f-ing damn about, you know, like yeah. Jill Biden and Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris, and the only one that they really probably care about is Obama, because you know, yeah. of that side loves Obama. But yeah, I think they are very concerned. What do you yeah. think? I will say, yeah, I mean, the early voting is not good, but remember, early voting is always a uh, red herring on a lot of things. You know, I mean, just let's just be careful on that. But, I, and I tend to well, agree with you, but I will yeah. say that the percentages are so far outside of like. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, they are they are abysmal. 
They're hurting. And we know that the Democrats very much rely on that early voting vote by mail. You know, and if there's because because Republicans vote on Election Day. Exactly. Um, Exactly. I would say more. more, Yeah. More more to the point is that, you know, uh, McAuliffe is I mean, the fact that he's pleading with Pelosi to vote on this massive spending bill is that's the thing that has me has raised my eyebrows. Because he's like, I need this. I need you to pass this so I can get the people energized here. So, I mean, forget the early voting and all that stuff. That, that, which is also very awkward because I think Pelosi's going to have like a fundraiser for him soon. And he's like already like kind of bitching her. So, yeah, <laughs> bitching her out. So, I mean, the fact that he's panicking about that. Well, you yeah, know what else is interesting good. is they're not bringing Biden in. No. Oh, no. Because no. his approval rating is all over their chances. Yeah, it's, it's um, not good. And, you know, we have we have a poll. We have multiple polls, actually, that say that that race in Virginia is tied at 47, um, which I find very interesting. And, you know, yeah. it, it's going to be I think it's going to be an interesting night now. Uh, yeah. Just putting it out there because everybody always does this. Youngkin will have an early lead. OK, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. assuming that Fairfax does not dump its votes early because they yeah. really never do. Yeah, but, everyone knows that. No, yeah, Nova comes in dead last every single time. So well, you remember last year, Trump was ahead for quite some time in Virginia. Yep. Said, just yep. wait, just wait till Fairfax yep. drops their, you know, yep. 600,000 votes. And that's yep. the entire election right there. Yeah, right but there. If the Democrats don't turn out in Northern Virginia, in Loudoun, in Prince William, in Fairfax, especially in Arlington, McAuliffe's going to be f- And the fact yeah. that he put out an ad yesterday saying that Youngkin's taking him out of context mm-hmm. on this education comment, you know, take a listen to this. Yeah. Glenn Youngkin's taking my words out of context. Something you mentioned in Tuesday's debate is um, you said you don't believe parents should be telling schools what to teach. What did you mean by that? Well, first of all, parents should be telling schools that they want their teachers to be vaccinated. Do you think parents should have a say in the curriculum? You don't want parents coming in in every different school jurisdiction. You alluded to parents staying out of this. Uh, We just want to make sure that we're understanding you correctly. Uh, What is your stance on that as far as what school agendas have to say for the kids? First of all, this is determined by the State Board of Education and local school boards. And that's where it should be. Do you still stand by your position that parents should not tell the schools what they should teach? You do not want 25 parents picking books. McCullough's reply. We have a board of ed and we have local school boards who make the decisions about teaching. I'm not going to let parents come into schools. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I mean, we all heard what you said, man. Right. We heard what like, you we, said. Yeah. Like, we all heard what you said. I mean, it's not popular what you just said. And I and think anybody, I think, I think any, any McCall staffer probably should have like been, you know, hitting their head against the desk because they know that on its face, it's unpopular mm-hmm. telling parents that and voters that, you know, there's nothing, I mean, to get a suburban voter angry like that, I mean, you're just asking for trouble. And yeah, I, I just, it's, it's. <laughs> You know, just, and even in Northern Virginia, even among Democrats, and especially among independents, the education stuff is playing a, a massive role. Yeah, they don't like the CRT. They yeah. don't like it at all. So, And, and if, if Terry does end up losing, it will be yeah. that comment. 
that did it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Which is why he so desperately wants the spending package, you know, passed because he can pivot to that. There's nothing he can pivot to. I mean, you said, okay, you said that about education. Well, where can you go to for like a, a, a legitimate, like, you know, maneuver? Right. And even though, even though Youngkin is not really my cup of tea, but I will be voting for him, of course, obviously, straight ticket Republican. He does satisfy a lot of the, uh, you know, suburbans. Um, the establishment Republicans. And yeah. he is the brand of Republican that could theoretically win in Virginia. And even though the state will be blue in the long term, no matter what, there usually is a last gasp before the state goes full, you know, flip over. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this could be that. Uh, and that'll yeah. that'll be interesting. He's got yeah, Terry McCall's got a lot of working against him at this point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm not going to say that Youngkin's going to win. But it is a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And, of course, there's also a governor's race here uh, in New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey today at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we're on Zoom for those listening. And that's just, uh, you know, Murphy's oh, King, Mur yeah, no, King Murphy. Murphy's going to win again, even though everyone hates him. I don't get it, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, how is someone so hated? That's like what the Blasio. You remember his reelection? Oh, everyone God, yeah hate him but he's going to get 70 percent of the vote i'm like okay yeah. well, you know there is another option but uh what else we already talked about the hypersonic nuclear missile from china which is just phenomenal oh you remember when uh the democrats said space force was totally unnecessary yeah i know well there hmm. you go hmm. there you go that's an interesting one i know um, oh, this is a good one. You well, not good, but it's an interesting story. You uh, were telling me about this. The yeah. Thomas Jefferson statue in City Hall in New York. What's going on? They removed it. They voted unanimously to remove it. Now, this this is not shocking. He was always. I mean, Thomas Jefferson. That that statue has been targeted for years mm -hmm. to come down. Ever since all this woke bull statue was going down. So, yeah, after Charlottesville. You know, in 2017, they, uh, you know, they, they wanted to put him on the chopping block. So, you know, mm. and it was gone now. Me, it reminds me of a certain great president that we had that predicted these things would be happening to our founding fathers. Yeah. Four years ago. Here's what President Trump had to say. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down? Excuse me. Are we going to take down? Are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're coming. They're coming after George Washington next. It's just mm -hmm. everybody brace yourselves. Dig in. Yep, we're going to have to go protect Mount Vernon. Yeah, um, right. My God. Let's see what else. Uh, yesterday, uh, Colin Powell died, um, which, you know, terrible for anyone to pass away. Played a major role in many, many crazy things in our country's history for, you know, for what, 25, 30 years. So yeah. that was a big story. The problem that I had with it uh, was that they turned it into a COVID thing. Yeah. And while he did have COVID, he also had a very severe form of blood cancer. Yeah, he got a cancer. That's what yeah. he died of. That's the, yeah, that was what yeah. I took issue with. Yeah, and it he brings died up, COVID. And it brings up a very interesting 
thing that is happening in this country right now with the so-called data surrounding COVID. And this yeah. is the last thing I want to hit before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that if you go to the hospital with a broken arm and they happen to swab you and you test positive for COVID, that you were considered a COVID hospitalization? What? Yes. Okay, 100%. so the numbers are the numbers are absolutely inflated again. The numbers are fugazi. Yep. Yeah. Fugazi. If you go to the yeah. hospital for anything, heart attack, stroke, a cut on your wrist, you know, if you scrape up your knee and need some stitches or anything else, if you test positive for COVID, you are a COVID hospitalization. And they're doing the same thing with deaths that we yeah. see exactly happening here. If you happen to have COVID, you're counted as a COVID death even if you die from something that did not have anything to do with COVID. And this became even more apparent this week when I saw it on uh, BBC, because they were reporting the overall total death numbers of uh, the UK. Yeah, and They have this number up on the screen. I think it was something like 56,000 or something like that. And then in small print at the bottom, and I had, I had to freeze the screen to, to read this, of course, it said... Anyone who died within 28 days of a positive COVID test. Uh, yeah. Excuse me? Yep. I know. I couldn't believe that either. Yeah. They're they trying to bunch in and make this pandemic look worse than it is yep. in, in order to keep control, which is yep. what we've always been talking about. So. Yeah. All right. Well, on yeah. that note, that cheery note, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Reminder, no triggered on this Thursday or next Tuesday. Uh, I'm on vacation going to Las Vegas. So hopefully uh, we have triggered to resume <laughs> <laughs> next week, next Thursday. So uh, about uh, eight days from today. So we will be back then with more triggered. And of course, if you want to support us in our fight against the left, all the crazy we just talked about they are on the march so uh, you can help us fight back join town hall vip go to townhall.com slash subscribe use the promo code triggered to get 25 percent off your subscription it means the world to us for those of you who have already become vip members and we know not everyone can afford it so thanks for just being triggered listeners to all of our people out there of course we appreciate your five-star ratings and reviews and if you'd like to reach out email us triggered at townhall.com and we will see you next thursday Later.